Ocean Eighty. <laughs> that sounds a little. That sounds a little bit more hopeful than <laughs> realistic. But um, no, it is warming up. It's getting nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like things in the social realm, especially for um, the more beach clients. Um, are kind of picking up a little bit more too. I mean, they have been since the beginning of the year. That's kind of when we see like a lot of the traffic mm-hmm. is really crazy. Um, like normally for social media, you'll see a bunch of traffic kind of drop off November, December, and it's like right after Christmas. Yeah, oh, everything yeah. just like picks right People up. People start so, to come out of it. Yeah, they're like they're ready for the yeah, sun again. I feel like everyone gets together like during Christmas time, like plans that like the next vacation, like where they're gonna go, and then it's like right after Christmas. People yeah. start looking uh-huh. and, and doing stuff. So it's like things have been picking up a little bit more. Um, users are getting a little bit more engaged, it seems like, which is good. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you guys have probably noticed now that I don't have Paul with me today, but this is David um, with Intercoastal Net Designs. I'm the director of social media, and today I've got someone else in the recording studio. Paul is actually out on... Um, doing conferences and kind of meeting with clients and stuff. So he's gone, um, but I have Mike. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Mike. Yeah, so my name is Mike. I've been with ICND for a few months now, actually more than a few months, but um, I'm a digital marketing specialist, so I do the day-to-day SEO, PPC, um, so that's you know Google Ads, Bing Ads, and ranking websites for vacation rental clients, and I'm, uh, I'm having fun with it. So you're the guy that does, you do the hard work. I do the, the, the voodoo <laughs> black magic stuff. Yeah, I do the stuff <laughs> nobody really understands. Um, and I think it's just because we use words that are big enough that make it a little bit intimidating to people. But it's all it can all be understood by most people. It's just that's what we're here for, to help, help explain it. Yeah, I think there's definitely um, uh, a big gap in um, knowledge. And there's like a lot of terminology in the digital marketing industry in general. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's probably something that we're trying to clear up with the podcast too, is like give useful tips, um, useful information that people understand kind of what we do and can utilize us a little bit more. In fact, we'll get more into that. We're going to be talking a little bit more about like what a good, client and SEO person relationship looks like and what we can do and the best way to use our time. And it's different for every client. So I think communication is definitely good. But before we get into that, we've got our standard rapid fire SEO questions. So I'll start. First question. Well, your only question today. I'm going to be, I'm going to go easy (laughs) on you since it's your first time um, in the recording studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can link building be dangerous? This has been a question. This honestly has been a question on my mind too. Yeah, it can link building be dangerous. Can it be done in a a bad way? So definitely, and I think that a lot of a lot of clients now I'm noticing as I'm auditing backlinks, um, you know, years ago before Google's algor- algorithm got uh, quote unquote smarter, um, it really was like a numbers thing. If you had a ton of backlinks, uh, your site would rank better, and that was just the way it was. Google didn't really wasn't really smart enough to look at the quality of these backlinks, um, the relevancy of these backlinks it, to your business and your product, um, even as much as these backlinks could relate to your page. Like, even if this backlink maybe does relate to your business, but not really where you're linking to, Google can tell if you're doing things for SEO or if you're doing it 
um, just as part of general, you know, just good business practice or marketing. So if you have a lot of backlinks that maybe aren't relevant to your website and your product, it can kind of water down um, Google's, your, your entire backlink profile. So you want to make sure that you're building not only just a high volume of backlinks, but they, it's really important to make sure that they're relevant and of good quality. Um, you don't want backlinks from a bunch of spam websites, uh, low domain ratings, things like that. Um, so it's definitely more, it used to be a numbers thing then. It was, yeah. And so now it's more quality over quantity then. Right, and as, as, as Google's getting smarter, so they say, uh, they're better at picking, <laughs> they're better at picking up, uh, picking up on things like that. So you want to make sure that, yeah, you know, it's good to have a lot of backlinks, but we also want to make sure that they're relevant and they're high quality. So what are some of the things that you look for um, when you're trying to decide on backlinks? Maybe give me an example of like a good backlink. We'll just take one of the client, like one of the East Coast beach clients. What's mm -hmm. an example of a good backlink for them and then maybe a bad backlink? So a good example of a backlink would be something like uh, a chamber of commerce because it's going to be really relevant to your business, number one. Number two, it's really relevant to where your business is located. So that's also really important. Um, and it's also going to be referring traffic that is also relevant traffic. So you're not going to get people coming to your website that are looking for something totally different or just clicked a link by mistake and got taken somewhere they weren't really expecting. Like these Chamber of Commerce websites are established, trusted websites that are visited by people that are interested in things directly related to your business if your business is located and or serves that area. Okay. Okay. So what do you have an example of maybe a uh, a bad backlink oh yeah so there's a lot of um, and it's really easy to spot it's gonna be a website that kind of looks it looks like spam it's got that kind of it's just got that feel to it when you say feel it feels spammy like give me what do you what do you mean by that so as soon as you get to this website it's automatically giving you information or easy ways to get links and that's what it's doing it's it's telling you hey you can get a link you can get a link here you can get a link to any page you want this is what it's going to cost it costs this much per month to keep the link anything like that where you know the website only exists to game the system by providing backlinks you know that those aren't very high quality because they're one not related to your business if they're related to everybody's business they're not related to anyone's in reality um Anything that's like a one-size-fits-all can't really be that high quality. You know, it's it's a lot like anything. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's No, that's a really good example. Um, um, for people that don't know, we were talking about terms and using them. Um, backlink, if you don't know what a backlink is, basically it's a link that is put on another site that directs traffic to your website. And that gives um, basically gives you SEO points. So is what I would say. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Uh, for the most part, there is one minor distinction in that there are two – They're not all backlinks are created equal. So there's there's two main types. There's follow and – or do follow and no follow backlinks. So do follow backlinks are going to pass SEO value from web, one website to another. A no follow backlink is going to still refer traffic. So if people click the link, it's going to work. Um, but it tells Google, hey, don't pass any SEO value. We don't want to pass any SEO value to the domain we're referring to. Okay, cool. Well, moving on, what uh, question did you have for me? Yeah, so since I work a lot in the Google space, I guess my question would be, 
if I'm already running Google ads and I'm reaching all those millions of people, why do I need social media ads on top of that? Why spend that money? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, I actually get this a lot um, from from people when I'm talking to them about doing social ads. I mean, people understand that they need to be on some sort of social platform, um, especially in the vacation rental industry. Um, for one, it shows your audience that you're engaged if you're actively using things like Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram. Um, but running social ads, you connect with a different, you can connect with the same audience, but it's in a different way. Um, a lot of people still see a lot of links and things like that on Google as being advertising and um, in social media, it's advertising, but it's a little bit more organic. Um, and I think it's in the way that people interact on those channels. So like, think about it, like when you're searching on Google, like you're searching with an intent for something, mm -hmm. like you're searching something out on social media, like you're just scrolling. So like on Facebook, most users are just kind of mindlessly scrolling through something and they are there to enjoy and just kind of like relax a little bit. Um, and so when you serve an ad up in that environment, it seems a little bit more lighthearted and organic and um, it just reaches an audience in a different way. Um, also, it's valuable to run ads on social media channels because there's so many people on social channels and we actually spend a large portion of our day on Facebook, um, I think the average person spends close to two hours, I think, mm -hmm. on Facebook a day, which, I mean, if you think about that, that's a pretty good amount of dedicated time. Like when you're on Facebook, you're on Facebook, right. you know, you're not doing anything else. Yeah. I think, I think that's really an important, important point that I don't really consider is that, um, these ads can be so effective just because of how much attention the user is paying whether or not they mean to spend that attention or give their full attention to social media, I think social media really does um, kind of go to the forefront of your head, and it, it really gets in your face. So if you do see those ads, I think I think you might be right in that there's a there is a different way that we interact with them, and it might be easier to get someone's attention on social media. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely um, it's For definitely some people. Yeah. It's it's easier to get um, in front of them in a very non-salesy way, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the way that the ads are structured, especially on Facebook and Instagram, um, it's it comes across very, uh, very organic, and it just kind of looks like another post, but it gives them the option to um, follow through and actually go to a website or make a conversion. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I would say uh, social ads are as important as Google ads. Um, it's just a different way to to reach an audience for sure. Definitely. So moving on to tool of the day, and I'm going to let Mike talk about this. Um, our tool today, and I know we've talked about this before, is Google Search Console, a.k.a. Web, is it Webmaster Tools? So, is that what it used to be? Yeah, I think it formally known as Google Webmaster Tools, or I'm not formally, um, was known as Google Webmaster Tools, but now I'm seeing Google Search Console everywhere, so I'm thinking that's just the new name. <laughs> Google, I mean, they changed ads to, I'm sorry, AdWords to ads, so... Yeah, uh, it used to be, I mean, it's gonna, and I've talked about this with Paul, it's forever gonna be AdWords. I still yeah, call oh, yeah. it AdWords. Everybody does. So, okay, so specifically, though, I think we're gonna be talking about the URL, 
URL inspection tool. Yeah. Okay, so explain that to me. How is this valuable to people, and what does it do? Yeah, so one of the guys that works in marketing here uh, wrote a blog post, and it had a lot of information that was time-sensitive. Um, so he wanted to get it out there as quick as possible. He came up with a quick blog post, had some good keywords, some pictures. It was linked up to other posts. You know, It was overall a solid SEO um, a blog post. It was written in a way that was good for people and search engines. So trouble is you want to make sure that you are in the first you're you're the first person to post it so once it was live you can go into google search console and use the url inspection tool you'll drop in the url and then you'll be able to request an indexing so what that's going to do is it's going to tell google hey this page is important for you know, any number of reasons but this page is important and i want you to pay attention to it and i want you to index this as quick as possible now it's so not, basically it crawls the page it tells Google, I really want you to crawl this page now. Okay. Um, obviously, whether or not that happens um, depends on the number of requests they get, how busy you know, their spiders, their crawlers are. Um, how busy Google is. Yeah, how busy Google <laughs> is that day. But no, it does, it does tell Google, hey, this is important enough for me to um, request a manual action. I want you to look at this page. Um, it's either changed or is new. So that's a good way to be able to get your blog post out there. Um, if they're timely in a way that can actually get you to rank first. And he did. He did rank among he did rank above local news for I think a few days before he lost that number one spot for that blog post. But so the the idea is is that it was a time sensitive event and if you're the first to publish about that event, you can rank first because you're the only content that exists about that that particular event. Is that correct? Exactly. That okay. was his idea. Okay. That, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So this would be a good tool if you have something that is an event. And I know like going into the summer months, that's definitely going to happen a lot more for a good portion of our clients. Um, but if you have something that's going on, you can use this tactic to start ranking first for a particular event if you can be the first content about it. So, And it might be just useful just to get a page you know request index if it's important content like that too oh yeah um, so if if you've published something or republished a page or something like that um, and you want it uh crawled faster um, that would be a way to do it correct definitely yeah anytime i make a change to any of the pages that i i hope to rank um which you know <laughs> the vast majority of my work i'm hoping to rank a page so i'm in there quite a bit but no i mean truly if I change something as small as just um, a head a heading, I'll go into Google uh, Webmaster Tools. I'm sorry, Google Search Console, <laughs> and I'll use that URL inspection tool because it's just it's two clicks, two yeah. three clicks, and if that's all it takes for me to for me to know that I've done my part in requesting Google to take a look at it, then then that's great. I can make sure I cover all my bases, and and Google understands that I've done work to the page, and they can get in there and do their thing. Cool, cool. Well, moving on to our main topic for today, um, I think the main topic today is, since we've got Mike in here who kind of does some of the, well, does the work, you know, and <laughs> works with clients and stuff, how, um, how can we have, what in your mind is a good client SEO person relationship? What is expected of you and then what is expected of the client and how can that be successful yeah so i think to answer that question we first have to start with the way that we look at 
uh, SEO, and really digital marketing as a whole. Um, because I think it is in this sort of awkward position where it's kind of misunderstood um, by a vast a vast majority of people that don't that aren't working in it twenty four seven. And yeah. you know, it's kind of it's easy for me to forget that my clients aren't in the back end of their website every day. You know, they they have many other things that they're that they're worrying about. SEO isn't at the the forefront of their mind. Yeah, so it's not top of mind for and, right. And like a lot of the terms too, like we encounter a lot of different terms and things like that. So it's it's two different worlds for sure. Right. And I think it's important to understand that nothing that SEOers like myself do, nothing that I do, uh, happens independent from everything else happening with your business. So everything that I do is going to be um, either to enhance things that you have done or, you know, maybe it is an independent project, but it does work in conjunction with all the other things that your company's doing. Um, if I write a really good Google ad, but the client gets to the website and sees, you know, property pictures that are low quality or maybe they just don't really the, – they don't like the property for some reason or maybe the way that your booking engine works. Or the, um, not the right content is displayed yeah. or like – Maybe they want to know how many people can sleep so at the place I, yeah. you know, comfortably, but it doesn't have that type of content. Exactly. So I think yeah. the the big thing is that SEO and uh, PPC marketing are really just a piece of the puzzle that is your brand's marketing. Um, it, it's a very it can be a very important and a very powerful piece of that marketing. Yeah. Uh, but it's really important for us to all you know, work together. If I can run Google ads that have similar uh, verbiage to the Facebook ads that David's running, you know, maybe they don't seem related, but it really is capturing like one bigger idea. It will make all of the marketing more effective. And then if they get to your website and they talk to maybe a live chat person and that live chat person sort of has the same kind of, um, you know, they don't say the same exact things, but it's the same general brand feel and experience if you can create a uniform feel of your brand um it's going to make all of your all of the ways that you interact with your clients that much more effective and you touched on something there um that i'll pull out and we've talked about it um a little bit actually in the last episode with brandon we talked a lot about user experience and that's um what we think you know where the market is headed is um, user experience. And so I, I do agree. I think um, brand consistency across the board is extremely valuable. And uh, you're right, SEO and PPC marketing, all that digital marketing as a whole is only as effective as you want it to be. <laughs> I know that <laughs> sounds like circular reasoning, but, um, you know, like Mike was saying, like if you don't have the correct content on your website, you know, the SEO and the um, PPC marketing isn't going to pay off. It's not black magic voodoo, even though it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's definitely there's definitely an art to it, and there's a science behind it. Um, but I think that it's very important to understand that it can't. It's not a fix all sort of thing. No, there's got to be other pieces to the puzzle that kind of fit in, and I think that's where. Um, some of that communication breaks down when it comes to client and SEOer. Right. So I, I think my general approach tends to be um, 
if I'm getting a new client, I w- the first thing I want to do is I want to sit down with you and I want to kind of get to know your business, how things work. And then also I really want to know where you want to be in six months because every client's going to want to be somewhere different. Uh, even if it is very similar, you know, there's small, small changes in where you want to be are going to lead to big changes in the individual day-to-day tasks that I'm working on. So if you are just hoping to increase bookings by 10%, um, over the next three months, like that, that's a pretty lofty goal. We're going to need to spend some more time doing things like, uh, PPC, um, email marketing, you know, things that can lead to quick, quick, quick money, quick bookings, quick conversions. Yeah. But if you want to say like, I want to be, you know, I want to be the number one website ranked for Hilton head luxury rentals, then that's going to be a longer, you know, three to six month SEO content type of strategy. So there really is no just this is what SEO is and this is what it does. It really, it works with everything else that your business is doing, just like any other kind of marketing. And I think that with SEO, it's a very technical, the tasks can can seem very technical, yeah. you know, uh, what is a redirect? Things like that. Um, it can be very technical, which tends to make people uh, scared of it or hesitant to talk about it which I think makes them, you know, they don't really become as invested in their SEO and they expect their SEO efforts to work for them. And that's really not how it works. It is marketing just like making a TV commercial. It's just another way to sell your product and get your business and offerings in front of a consumer. Um, Yeah, and I I feel like too, um, with the technical thing, our our team this is something that i i kind of want to give hats off to us <laughs> not to like <laughs> not to like blow us up or anything like like that but um we we like to explain things to people so like if you have an seo question or something uh that you're questioning about social media or anything we really do like to take the time to make sure that people understand where i would be concerned is when you do have someone working on your accounts and they do treat it like it's this big secret, you know, it's like it's it's you know, you just can't understand the the realm of SEO or any of these terms or anything like that. Um, that would be a red flag to me. So I think that our team does a pretty good job of like sitting down and actually explaining. You know, we send out monthly reports. Some of my clients actually get um, biweekly reports just because social media moves really fast and we want to stay on top of things. Um, and so we really do like to explain things to people. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on too, is I think it's very important, especially for, um, talking to like social clients. Um, when you were talking about the goals, like open communication is, is very, very important. So being able to communicate back and forth on like what those goals are. I don't think that a lot of people, when I meet with my clients for the first time, um, normally I will do the same thing. I'll ask them, you know, what are your social goals? And sometimes it's like a light bulb goes on and people are like, well, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't know I could have, I didn't know I could have a goal to like, you know, hit, you know, 10,000 followers or followers or 50,000 followers or, you know, this or that. But that's something that we, we put into place. And then those puzzle pieces start to fall into place and we kind of put an action plan in. So, right. Yeah. I think I think that the the big thing to keep in mind is that you know nothing happens in a vacuum. If I make a change on your website, it's going to impact other things um, in your business. So you can't really look at 
at SEO as just SEO. You have to look at it, at, you know, how it fits into that bigger marketing puzzle because there are certain certain times when you might need to lean more heavily into your SEO um, and spend more time doing things related to that. And then there's also more times like, uh, you know, you might want to run, spend more time on Google ads or or Facebook ads. It's It's just all, there's no... There's no one formula yeah, for everything. There's not a one-size-fits-all, as mm -hmm. you were saying earlier. There's not. So if we were to put this into actionable items for people, um, if you're thinking about going with someone to help you work on your digital marketing, I would say, first and foremost, have in your mind what you want to accomplish, like whether it's ranking or whether it's better conversions or more bookings or getting more followers on social media, have a goal in mind of like what you want to accomplish and talk with the person that's wanting to do the digital marketing um, and see how you can reach that goal. Because if they're good, they'll have, okay, an idea of, you know, well, we need to do this and this and this and these different steps in order to reach that. Um, step two, I would say, or action item number two would be um, definitely communicate. Um, and it, it's a two-way road for sure. Um, so communicating with your digital marketer about like pictures, make sure that they have content that they need. Explain explain the brand to them. You know, help them understand who you are as a company um, and what you're trying to accomplish. I know, you know, even in the vacation rental space, um, you know, we're all everyone's basically selling the same thing, vacation rentals. <laughs> but every company is different and unique and has their own values and mottos and uh, a unique place where they exist. So explain that to your marketer and your marketer should be on top of it and sending you reports and helping you understand their, their realm and their numbers and what they're looking at behind the scenes. So it's definitely a two-way street. So I think those are like probably... If you're starting that relationship with a digital marketer, those are probably the first two things that I would, I would suggest to kick it off in the right way. What do you think? Yeah, do you want to add to that? that yeah, list? I think I think just really keep in mind, like David had said, there there is no one size fits all. So definitely be weary of anyone who tries to suggest to you that you know there is. If someone comes to you with a a plan before they've sat down to understand, you know, even what your goal is, I would be a little bit weary of of what that plan actually is and and what the actual the outcome is going to look like because if we don't know where we want to go um how can we have a plan yeah for how to get there yeah that's that's exactly right i couldn't have said that better so that's basically it i don't really think we have anything else on our agenda to talk about um again i think paul will be on the next episode if he makes it back in time i know he's got a lot of travel plans um, we are going to the VRMA Spring Forum on the 15th and 16th in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if any of you guys are going to that, we hope to see you there. Um, should be a wonderful conference and a lot of fun. Um, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, you're going to find us at Intercoastal Net Designs. And Twitter, you'll find us at Intercoastal. Um, if you want to submit any sort of questions for social media um or for seo or anything like that we're more than happy to answer those on the show um and thank you so much for joining us today mike yeah thank you i had a great time hopefully uh hopefully i don't get booed too hard in the comments <laughs> all right talk to you guys next time Bye.